Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th edition of the Why But podcast. My name is Nick, and I am Woo! joined. Woohoo! We made it to 10, man. We did it. 10 episode anniversary. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> is this, real quick, is this going to be like a, uh, like a modern Netflix series where we only run for 10 episodes and then we kind yes. of pack it in? Like that's the end of and the series? That's it. So we're going to say we're on to season two next, oh, right? I see. The next if, batch of 10. If we get renewed. If we get renewed. Which but given our Netflix like nature right. is, is highly yeah. unlikely. Exactly. 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 So, I so, think, uh, so. Modern Netflix renews like what one in four hundred shows for, for a second season. <laughs> I I want to know the statistics on that. Actually, I so like many just, times they're so notorious for just cancelling instantly. Like people, yeah. people are like yeah, this show's great, and Netflix is like sad face. We didn't get fifty billion views, and so we're gonna have to cancel it. It didn't hit our targets. Sorry. It only got thirty nine point seven billion. It's not enough. <laughs> and they just they pack it in. <laughs> Man, I wonder how popular Netflix would be if they they did like a Amazon Prime style. You don't have to subscribe if you don't want to, but you can also just buy a show for like four dollars for a, a, a round oh, of I watching. See what you mean. Yeah. yeah, like you instead of I mean? subscribing, you can just purchase it. Kind of like, Nick, this is what my topic's for later. I know we've completely skipped the introductory critical question of the, of the podcast, which is, is blasphemy. But um, I was going to talk about the fact that Spotify now has audiobooks, which is crazy. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes, yeah. yes, I've been it's told. It's wild. I have no idea how they've managed to swindle this because currently I feel like the audiobook industry is dominated by Big Air, right? Mm-hmm. Who, um, mm-hmm. who have their... Which- it, it was a bookstore. It did yeah, start true. as a bookstore, that's true. to be fair. So, like, Amazon with Audible kind of dominates audiobooks, right? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't used to. You used to be able to buy audiobooks from, like, a bookstore in, like, disc or tape form, right? Um, yeah. But now yeah. it's all on Amazon. And you pay, like, a certain amount of month. Maybe I think it's, like, eight pounds. And you get one audiobook per month. But now, somehow, I've no idea how they've swindled it. Spotify has audiobooks. And you get 15 hours of audiobook listening per month. So they've got like all of the audiobooks and you can just listen to 15 hours, which is almost equivalent to one audiobook, depending on how long your book is. But I think most audiobooks are less than 15 hours long. And so you just kind of get like one audiobook a month with Spotify, which is crazy. That's very good. It's very good. I've been listening to it from that. That's what I'm saying, man. You got to get on the Spotify uh, audiobook section. I do. Yeah, I do. I need to I Googled it and apparently there's like... um, the, the first like few articles that came up were all like authors confused because they weren't consulted at all on this whole deal. Like apparently <laughs> right. the publishers who won the rights were just like, yeah, that's fine. They struck a deal with Spotify. None of the authors agreed to it. Some of the authors are like, hey, you don't have the rights to stream my audiobook via Spotify. And it's finally going to be a whole thing. But for the time being, from a consumer standpoint, it's great. You're pre-existing. I think it's only in the UK and, and somewhere else. I don't think it's like, oh. worldwide. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, Spotify audio books. Let's have a look. Where is there audio books on Spotify? Let's have a look. Which countries? Because I don't think I, I was. I remember reading it. Yeah, the UK and Australia, October third, are the two. Oh uh, no way! The two areas, yeah, now have fifteen hours of audiobooks per month, with the feature expanding to the states later this year. So, if you're in the US, the maybe it's market. coming soon. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. It's great though. Like, if you already got the... Like, they put the price up last month by a pound. It's like eleven ninety nine or something now a month, I which see. is less than ideal, or maybe ten ninety nine. But if you get one free audiobook a month, that's £8 a month saved on Audible, right? It's crazy. Right, right. Well, in that case, Isaac, what have you been listening to? <laughs> what, welcome to why... <laughs> why lot? <laughs> why lot? So, I only found out about this the other day, um, and so I haven't really been listening to an awful lot, to be honest. Um... But there's a couple of books I've I've been intrigued to listen to. There's always, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple of books, right, or a couple of like things you hear about. And I don't have an active Audible subscription, right? Yeah. And it's one yeah. of those things where it's like I should like there are a couple of books where I'm like I should read that or I should listen to that, um, but then I don't want to pay for it, and so I don't. <laughs> but like the fact yeah. that now you can uh, obviously I think you can do this with Audible as well. I think you can refund a credit if you don't like the book, right, within like a certain period sure. of time. I don't think you have to commit to it. But the fact now that with your 15 hours, you could just start 15 audiobooks and listen to like an hour of each, right? 
or um, or just effectively do 30 minutes a day of audiobook listening for free with, with Spotify, mm-hmm. right? So your morning walk or something, you can just every day. It's crazy. Um, but the one that I started listening to the other day that I'd not, that I've heard about so much that I've not listened to is um, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Oh, I really need to read this book. Yeah. I've been recommended it by so many people. I've heard mixed things about John Peterson and, and the book. Like, the book is rated very well. I've heard yes. mixed things about John Peterson, especially in, yes, in, yes. In, in, in recent years, you know. But people say the book's good. I listened to the first chapter, I think, the other night. And so far, it's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. continue listening to the audiobook and see where it goes. But, uh, but yeah, no, I was, I was surprised. Because I just opened Spotify one day and it was like, hey, do you like audiobooks? Let us know what you like. And there was like a questionnaire thing that I didn't fill out. Because I, you know, I was like, no, go away. I want to listen to music. And then later on, I was like, wait, did they say audiobooks? And I went back and mm. I, uh, I checked and it's like, yeah, you get 15 hours of, not a sponsor, by the way, but you get 15 hours of audiobook listening per, per, per month, man. Wow. That is very interesting. Uh, by the way, Spotify, if you do want to sponsor us and get yeah. exclusive rights, please reach out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move the podcast exclusively under Spotify. We will. We will. <laughs> if, if, uh, uh, but you have to give us more than one free audiobook a month. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And you've got to give us more than you give to, uh, to Joe Rogan as well. So, you know. Exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 103 million should do it. I think they're about. That'll, yeah, that's all right. That's all yeah, right. I'll yeah, take yeah. that. I'll take that. Be <laughs> lucky that we said 103, not 105. Most people go to 105. We're being nice, right? We're yeah. being very nice. You could maybe haggle us, maybe haggle us down to like 99.9, but that's as low as we'll go. Oh. You could do a lot with that 100 grand, Isaac. You could, but I'm just thinking, like, from, from there, you know what I mean? It, it might be one of those things, you know? how sometimes certain businesses have like a thing where if you spend, you know, they'll be like, here's a company card, it's all good, but if you spend over like $100, you've got to register it or something, or you got to mark it down or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the same with Spotify, right? Where if they spend over $100 million, then they've got to go through a whole process of kind of like explaining right. it. Oh, Whereas I if it's see. under $100 million, they can just, you know, who cares, right? I think yeah, it's the same okay. at Spotify, at uh, Netflix, right? It's like if it's under $100 million, nah, you know, make another island dating show with 14 That's hot it. randos right but as soon as it creeps over 100 million you know to stranger things season six it's like ooh, ooh, now you, gotta, now you, gotta, you have to get the books out you now explain it's it to the big dogs yeah. <laughs> the accountants are coming <laughs> that's very interesting oh yes yeah, so i need to get on that did, did jordan peterson narrate his book he does narrate his book yeah, oh, yeah, yeah okay okay very interesting <laughs> i find so, it's, yeah. it's pretty common these days like um the author, especially if the author is a public figure, they almost always narrate their book, right? Yeah. Like 100% yeah. of the time. Someone who's used to speaking as well. Even if they're not used to speaking, speaking, man, I found that just like anybody who is like a semi-public figure, they usually narrate the audiobook. Right. I think it's mostly because like most books are obviously vehicles for money, but they're also vehicles to build a personal brand, right? And yes, if they narrate they their own book, that helps to, to, to improve their stage for like a future book or for future shows or talks or whatever it is. And I think it just kind of is is good all around for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. Like I I've always thought, not that I plan to, but if I wrote a book, I would I would narrate the uh the, the audiobook version. I'd be like, yeah. hello everybody. And I'd say it in the exact tone that my inner monologue says it in as I was typing it or writing it, right? I don't I know yeah. I can deliver the exact experience I intended to the listener. The way it was meant to be played, TM Isaac. Um, so yes, no, I would, I would, I would do that for sure. I uh, wonder... sorry, Nick. I'm, I'm on a I'm on a separate bit of information here now. Uh, coming to you live from the New York Times dot com. Oh, apparently oh. it only not live. It's this is old news, but uh, it says it only seems like everything on streaming gets cancelled now. Apparently, Netflix uh, only cancelled eleven percent of their uh, of their shows. Wow! Wow! I wonder though say. how what the the waiting is of those 11% of shows being cancelled being more popular yeah so is it is it is it, is it a vocal minority is that it is that maybe multiple multitude of factors here is maybe so the- netflix cancelling one show um causing such like a, a media attention bubble that they get the stereotype for it i don't know it says a study, a 2023 study, so this year, by The Ramp, found that Netflix formally cancelled a mere 11% of its new shows, new shows being the keyword there, I guess, far below the broadcast rate. The analysis did note that Netflix airs many single-season, quote, limited series that may have been less limited had more people watched them. So there were some shows that kind of could have maybe gone further, but Netflix kind of 
made them limited. I think the trouble that Netflix has sometimes, obviously, they're somewhat notorious for kind of cancelling a show early. I think, though, it's not necessarily new shows. I think it's season two. It's like, they'll do a season two, and then they'll cancel it before season three or season four or season mm. five, right? And people are like, oh, it got cut down. Sometimes it happens after season one. And I think that usually what happens is, like, a show comes out, people are like, this is a good show, like, an actually good show. But as is the case with with most, like, actually good things, nobody watches them, right? The best mm-hmm. movies, the biggest movies, the ones that make the most money, are not notoriously the best movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people aren't, like, critically acclaiming these movies. They're like, yeah, they're fine. You know what I mean? Like, the newest Transformers movie is probably going to do gangbusters at, at the box office, right? Mm-hmm. But that, I don't think the critics are going to be like, yeah, this is this movie changed my life. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of what's happening with Netflix, where a show will come out, it'll do really well. All of the, you know, it's always the case on social media. There's probably like 5% of people on Twitter, aka x.com, who do like 95% of the tweeting, right? And I think those 5% are probably the vocal minority who actually, you know, are like, oh, this is, I think this is a good show. Like, well-made, well-produced, well-directed, super good acting, cool, unique story, whatever. And then... The 95% of, of normies like us are just kind of like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, I don't really fancy watching a, this kind of show. And so Netflix is like, I guess we're making another season of, of Love, Sex on the Beach 3 Extreme Edition, you know? <laughs> Plus, yeah, Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Find Love in oh, Doors online. The, the, all stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the other problem is, which I've experienced personally, is... Um, it's ending a season on a cliffhanger. Oh, I hear that. And it. then uh, with, the, with the, basically the producers treating it as if they were going to get another season and then it not getting renewed. If it ended on a kind of a, a closeout chapter to, you know, a book in the series, let's say. So it closed off on not a cliffhanger, but if there was more afterwards, it would make sense. That would be great, right? But, I, I did see one show once. I don't think it was axed by Netflix, but it was axed by someone. Yeah. Um, they literally ended it on a cliffhanger and then no, nothing ever again. And it was mid-season, I think. Oh, see, it was it's awful. tricky, right? Because on the one hand, from a, I could see from a, from a showrunner's point of view, if you end your show on a cliffhanger and you do get another season, you create this 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 good feeling, right? I think it's fun to watch a yeah. show that ends on a cliffhanger and then be actively w- looking forward to the next season right yeah as yeah. opposed to where a season ends wraps everything up nicely and then could continue that's obviously better if they are going to get cancelled but like from a show watching experience i think it's better when there's some continuity there i also think it's the same in terms of like multi-series story you see less of this because of the fact that so much stuff gets cancelled but like you watch some older shows and the continuity between seasons is surprising, right? Like they'll have some certain stories and plot points that kind of weave themselves into multiple series in a way that you don't see in this kind of age of TV where everything starts at the beginning of the season and is wrapped up nicely by the end because they don't know if they're going to get another season. And so I think it I think it does deteriorate television a little bit when there's no room at all for planning for the future where you can only plan 10 episodes ahead, right? Mm-hmm. From any given time, or even less than that if you're not on the first episode. Obviously, it'd be better if Netflix could, like, tell them up front, like, hey, we're going to do, like, three seasons of this, right? But obviously, Netflix doesn't know that, right? They've, they've got no idea how many seasons they're going to do there, kind of balancing on a knife's edge, being like, oh, you know, if people start watching, we're going to cancel it at a moment's notice, right? Yeah, I guess that's also potentially why stuff that's based on books tends to do fairly well as well, because the yeah. books... You you have the story, you have the cliffhanger, you have the continuation. If you, you also don't have a get bit it of a, renewed, you've also then... got a bit of a gauge already as to how popular the series is. Yeah, right? yeah. That's the I think the main thing, right? Whereas if you, um, it's like I'll be watching um, Sex Education on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a good show, but it feels like they've kind of had to contrive new stories for each season because each season wraps up nice. I don't know if you've seen any of the show, but like I have. The, the season one will like start and then everything's finished and then season two starts and it's like it's the same vibe but there's like a completely different story going on which makes sense to a degree but like i feel like there's a lack of, of continuity between some of the seasons you know what i mean like it's the same cast same scenario but i feel like some of the continuity is lost because of the fact that they try and like wrap everything up at the end of a series and then start again with a new series and then it feels like at the start of every new series there's like this i've not seen season four yet but i've seen the first three it seems like um they have to kind of create a new premise 
for the show to revolve around. Yeah, that there was a bit of continuity from what I remember in Sex Education. There was it was not one and two, yeah, for sure. Two seasons, two and three. There was a cliffhanger on the end of season two. I want to say that was pretty good. Um, three and four. So I watched the first episode of season four. The end of th- I the okay right. So I started watching it on Netflix, <laughs> and I need the the previous season recap. And uh, I pressed yeah. the skip button by accident, got thrown into four, and I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And, yeah, so I need to actually go back and 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 look at the recap for that. Yeah. Um, but I did feel at the beginning of four that it felt quite fresh, like as in mm. there was not much. It wasn't a continuation, a direct continuation from three it there felt was like the kind of, of thing that you pro- could have maybe just jumped into without yeah. quite knowledge potentially yeah there, there was a couple of like major things that did um mm-hmm. with the places that characters were and stuff like that but uh no it wasn't like a the episode one of season four was like the last you know it could be added as a f- next episode to season three which some tv shows do yeah right which i guess is kind of the what the, the point we're trying to hit here but on the side note I do, and I think we've talked about this before a while ago, I do really like the limited series on Netflix. I quite like having everything wrapped into one. There's a few that I've enjoyed quite a lot. Yeah, I kind of agree. I I do like, um, I don't mind like a single season of something like, you know, eight to 12 episodes, Mm -hmm. you know, one hour long telling a story. That's that's fine, right? But like, for me, it's just shows where they are going to do multiple seasons or there's the potential to do multiple seasons where... I think it just becomes painfully obvious in seasons two, three, four, five, that Netflix was just not the best format for, for these shows. You know what I mean? I feel like they could have done better if they were made, you know, on a different platform or maybe at a different time. Because I guess that's just every every platform is the same now, right? I don't think there are no mm-hmm. big shows being made on um, on network TV. I don't think they're, they're doing, you know, crazy well either. And I think we've talked before about how, like, I think Netflix does, like, sitcoms a disservice in that, in that sense as well. You know, they... Um, I feel like Netflix just doesn't have any sitcoms, really. Like, not, not you know, good or notable ones. Whereas if you look back at, like, the um, kind of mid to late 2000s, there's, like, this explosion of of, of sitcoms that, that comes out that, that people love to this day, right? And maybe not even the mid-2000s, maybe, like, early to 2000s as well, as, like, you know, Friends mm. kind of finishes off and, mm-hmm. you know, late 90s, you stuff like Seinfeld. There's all of these sitcoms that all of these streaming services pay so much money for right netflix pays so uh, netflix pays so much to have the office and you know i think amazon currently has like parks and rec and then there's like seinfeld and there's friends and friends make so much money every year just because like the streaming services are buying to have it right which but they, they put no effort into making their own sitcoms right they weren't like rewatchable mm. good sitcoms and then whenever they do make a sitcom they cancel it after one season when i think it's kind of notoriously the case you go and watch any sitcom that was made People are like, yeah, the first season's kind of, eh, but then it kind of finds its feet in like the mm. second or third or fourth season. And I think Netflix just doesn't have it. You know, I think it's just the structure of the way they make shows where there's like not this con- continuity. And from what it sounds like with the writers as well, it sounds like they kind of just hire writers for, they hire writers for a little bit, tell them, hey, write 10 episodes and then just ditch them. They're like, okay, you've finished your work. You're now let go, right? Now we're going to go make the show, so the writers have no involvement in making the show, and then it comes to season two, and they just hire different. They just hire writers again, right? Maybe sometimes there's some continuity there, but it sounds like it's so disjointed and so less, you know, continual than a like a, an old school TV gig where you know they're kind of making the show as it's being released and, and all that kind of stuff, which I think creates a better show, you know. Yeah, and I wonder how much the you know early two thousands, late nineties way of doing things where people only had tv to watch so they had a less selection of things to watch therefore if the tv channel you know major tv channel x decided to to make a a sitcom that's what people could watch and then as a result people watched it because they didn't really have the choice to watch anything else became fans and then it became a habit as opposed to now where you can watch a season of something and then you've got about as you know you've got a sea of other things to watch you might then ditch it there's more more stuff right there's a bigger pool is, of things the thing that just surprises me though is that like these sitcoms are still popular right the style of show is still popular it's kind of just like casual viewing tv you know what i mean there's so many of them you've got like the like i said the office parks and rec there's like newer stuff like brooklyn 99 there is like the big bang theory is a popular one you know you've got all the stuff like friends and seinfeld there's just so many of these sitcom shows that are still popular to this day. People are still watching them on streaming services. 
and yet the streaming services seem to make no effort to to create these kind of shows. You know what I mean? Mm. That's what's surprising me. They pay so much to to renew their licenses on the old ones. I guess that kind of just blows through their comedy budget. They're like, yeah, we'll just you know pay a hundred million to have friends for another year, and then that's that's it. We're not going to make any fresh comedies. When I feel like comedies are so cheap to make in comparison, right? The amount of money and FX, uh, like visual effects, they put into Stranger Things season five, you know, probably going to cost them a billion pounds. Versus, <laughs> you know, all these sitcoms are just kind of like eight people in a room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, I, I have thought that in the past. Well, you see the the sets for um, sitcoms, right? And it's just you know, you've got it's quite a small set, uh, and that's it. That's, that's it. it. You've not you've yeah. not got any you know on site filming and you got even cars right you've got the cross section with like, the green, green screen in the back yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> they do all drive like this when they're going straight quite funny right i'm like jesus <laughs> you must be using so much extra fuel doing this it's all, the, it's all the potholes man they're just a yeah, that's in the true. to be fair they must be driving in the uk honestly <laughs> oh dear i wonder if like because Friends and Parks and Recs and The Office and Community and all those things, because mm-hmm. they're such household names yeah. that people default, like new, because I know that uh, quite a lot of younger people who watch them, right? So yeah, yeah. that to an extent takes out that, oh, it's just because of nostalgia that these things are so popular, right? But because they are big household names, if people choose to watch those because they kind of know that they will enjoy them as opposed to if Netflix made something new. And I feel like that you've got to create new household names though. Cause you mentioned some there that are not even that old. You know what I mean? Like obviously, you know, the offices and friends are, are getting a little bit long in the tooth at this point, but um, things like Parks and Rec, I think finishing like 2015, you know, community, I think finishing like 2015, maybe a similar time, you know, there's a lot of you know, Brooklyn nine, nine finished only like two or three years ago. I, I want to say, although it's probably like five years ago now, because my mind is just, I have not registered the last like five years as yeah, having yeah, pace. Yeah. But a lot of those have kind of finished recently and it feels like they've just kind of stopped making shows like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, um, I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know if it's because they're shorter or the, the seasons are expected to be longer. Like, I just don't know what it is. I don't know what, what has changed that's kind of stopped those kind of shows being made altogether, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. like, uh, um, <laughs> like the the current political climate around like offending people that has maybe like thrown yeah. things into into disarray a little bit. People maybe don't want to make those shows. I like, think there's maybe bad press or something. But um, but yeah, I don't know. The writer strikes as well. There's less. I mean, obviously that's that's like the last year for sure. But yeah. I feel like it's been. You know, when did um? I feel like Brooklyn Nine Nine is the last one I can think of that like um finished somewhat recently. Yeah, 2021 was when the last season of that released. It was two years ago. But um, I don't know, like, after, like, 2015, I feel like there's not really been much, right? And, and definitely not anything new, right, that's been produced kind of in that vein, especially not that's gone on for, like, more than two seasons, you know? And so I'm just surprised. I just feel like there's um, there, there's probably room, in, a, in like, in the market for it, but but maybe there isn't, you know? <laughs> maybe I'm... yeah. I'm mistaken, you know, they probably know better than I do. Um, They've got their big data pool, don't they? Yeah, no, it is very interesting. But you are, the one thing that is, 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 is important is creating new household names, right? That is very important. Otherwise, you just get stuck in the rut of, oh, let's watch this thing from 2007. And then, you know, that's... But it also just... It's just it's bad for Netflix because it means they have to keep paying other services, other companies for their, the rights to their shows, right? And especially as companies diversify into their own stuff, you know, like Disney's got their own platform and, you know, they get to scoop up all of the 20th Century Fox stuff, you know. You go on Disney, they've got Scrubs, they've got Modern Family, they've got all of that kind of, th- those kind of sitcoms, right? And uh, so those are all taken, Netflix can't have those. And then, then is it Peacock or something comes along and they've taken like the NBC stuff, so they want friends, they want The Office, they want, you know, community, they want all their stuff, you know, on their platform. And Netflix is having to pay more and more and more to keep this th- these popular shows. And that what they're replacing it with, they're replacing it with reality TV, which I think is usually always popular in the moment, but has nowhere near the long tail lifespan of a, of a well-written TV show, whether it's, you know, drama or, or comedy, right? Like, you always hear people talking about like, um, like growing up, I would always hear about you know Big Brother and stuff as like sitcom, yeah, as reality TV that people watch. But like, I don't think people are out here watching old. But I'm sure there were some people. But like, I don't think it's a super popular thing to watch like old seasons of Big Brother, right? Like on repeat, mm-hmm. right? Once you've seen it, once you've probably seen it, and you're probably done with it, right? Whereas um, 
I think the shows that are good, especially the sitcoms that are good, people will watch them again and again and again. You know what I mean? They'll keep people coming back. And, and so I'm surprised that they've not tried harder to, to, to capture that market and make their own lineup of, of household name comedy sitcom shows, you know? Maybe maybe they're just missing out. Maybe they're just maybe. missing out. Maybe we need to make a new uh, streaming service, Nick. You know, you and I. Maybe. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and and exclusively make uh, sitcoms, nine season long sitcoms that start yeah. out great, get better, then get worse, then get a lot worse, and then end. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Because that's exactly. kind of the <laughs> the standard format, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think you know what. I don't think I've ever watched a sitcom through. That's crazy. I don't think I've even watched one season of a sitcom through. That's I'm just wild. not. I'm not the sitcom watching type, I guess, even though I'm I do the opposite. like TV shows. I think every sitcom right. we mentioned today, I think I've seen them, the, the whole season of all of them. Okay. Like, seasons okay. one to ten of every show. That right. The only one I've not seen is uh, Seinfeld. I've not watched Seinfeld through. Um, Interesting. But Seinfeld's like, I think Seinfeld finished in like 99 or something. Yeah, that would check out. Uh, yeah, I've not, I've not seen even one season through of any of these sitcoms. Like I've walked in and... It's been on TV and I've like stared at it for 15 minutes and be like, okay. <laughs> um, and seen snippets and, and clips on social media and stuff like that, especially of The Office. But I like uh, it as just, as just casual TV. Like, you know, it's one of those things where you don't really have to think about what you're going to watch. You can just throw something on and it's just on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to, you know, if, it, it, it really depends on it. It maybe reflects how we watch TV. Because I think we've talked before about how I... I if I'm going to watch TV, I want to watch TV, right? I don't want to yeah. be on my phone. I don't want to be talking to somebody. I don't want to be doing something else. If I'm going to watch a TV show that's like an actual TV show, and by that I mean it's not like a reality TV show, it's like a, a well-written drama or something, um, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to watch it, right? But that's also a, a lot of commitment, right? I've been like, okay, mm. I, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to focus solely on this. And so if I don't want to do that, you know, if I want to, if I do want to look at my phone off, I do want to be kind of only partially paying attention, throwing something on that's that's light and, and funny and that you can just sit and watch or you can kind of dip in and out of. I think that's that works well for me. Interesting. I think the difference between us two is that that entire void for me is filled with YouTube videos. Like See, I, just YouTube I, I don't think that's different between us. I also watch a lot of YouTube videos. I, but... I, it just takes up all my time. I don't ever put the TV <sighs> on. Because there's always something in my sub box, right? Yeah, see, that's maybe the, the difference, I guess. There is a slight difference between us there. And I don't really watch YouTube videos on my phone at all. Like I... Um, right. Really. I, I kind of only watch YouTube videos when I'm sat here at my desk, right? Okay. And so I use YouTube videos okay. as a way to procrastinate from doing any real work. You know, I'll watch a YouTube video or something. But if I'm like sat in my living room, I'm going to be watching TV and I don't really watch YouTube videos on the TV, right? If I'm right. sitting and watching something on the TV, I'm going to just put something on netflix or disney or whatever you know plex yeah yeah because now i i exclusively watch youtube videos on my phone which if you told me that five years ago i'd be like what is wrong with future me but exclusively (laughs) on my phone and uh for some reason i'm getting a discord call from you uh right now which is thanks discord that's a uh (laughs) that's, that's broken um we are we are speaking via discord for those of you that are confused to that is why it's uh very odd Anyway, um, yes, I exclusively watch YouTube videos on my phone. Uh, I always have my earphones in. I always carry my phone with me. I Watching TV is a... It's almost like an event for me. Like, I don't do it very often at all. Um, I will usually casually just watch youtube videos and i'll be walking around all over the place doing something right most of the time i'm sat at my desk it will still be on my phone it will be on in a corner but even if i'm in the kitchen if i'm in the living room if i'm in my bedroom if i'm brushing my teeth we've been through this right we have always youtube videos so i think that whole thing is just taken up by youtube videos and it's only if there's a specific show that i need to watch yeah or that's something that i'm like okay i need to watch i really need to watch season four of sex education or uh, you know, I really need to watch the new season of Love is Blind, etc., yeah. etc. Et then I'll sit down. Are you keeping up with Love is Blind? Not season five, man. I had no idea. I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm watching it. <laughs> I uh, I remember we talked about it. I've seen like the first season. And then I started watching, uh, me and my girlfriend, we started watching season two. I don't think we finished season two though, man. And like there's then season three and season four. And then I checked and the other day I was looking at it. It's like season five. And I'm like, they're on season five? I feel like it started yeah, like last I year. I don't know how they managed it. <laughs> Dude, they're doing like two seasons per year right now. They've already done one this year, but throw out the rest of season two and three and four. Season five is 
it's messy, right? <laughs> it's really good. I, uh, I've been watching it with my girlfriend and she, she told me about it. She's like, Love is Blind is out. And I was like, her? First of all, I was like, what? They, yeah. But we watched it two months four ago. Four months ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, really? I thought it was last year. And then we looked and it turns out they are doing like two per year. And then she said, I've heard that this one's really good. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, let's watch yeah. it, of course. But then we started watching it and it is really good like it's just if you want just everything going wrong and right. messy watch it it's good it is, it's very interesting and then we can talk about it and deliberate it everyone is extra attractive i feel this time as well <laughs> <laughs> that's still not changed Right, it, it still defeats the whole point of the show. It does. It does. <laughs> the whole point of the show, for those who don't know, is Love Is Blind. They have two people. They have like a group of men and a group of women, and then they put a they put them in a room. But there's like a big dividing thing between them, so they can't see each other. Right? They can talk to each other for usually however long they want or whatever. And the idea is you get to know like all the women rotate with all the men, and you get to know all these people, and you find somebody that you want to to marry by just talking to them. Right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole premise of love is blind is getting to know somebody for who they are and not how they look. But if you know for certain that the person behind the wall is super attractive, then it defeats the whole purpose of the show, right? Which I feel like is always the case. But anyway, to be fair, it would be less, it, it would be much less fun if the people got to know each other and then there was a big reveal where they met each other and they were like, yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. And they just kind of dipped, right? Like, that wouldn't be a fun show. I'm done, but I'm finished. Looping back to the um, to the YouTube stuff, though, I think there might also be a disconnect here in that whilst you do, um, you know, we produce this kind of stuff, these videos and whatnot, mm-hmm. you have a, a, a job that you do that's separate to this, right? Whereas mm-hmm. I spend all of my day on the YouTube website, right? I create content for YouTube. I, I edit and post these podcasts and stuff. I make thumbnails. And so for me, when I'm not at my desk, I'm not going on YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm away from the, the YouTube website. I'm like, no, nope, I'm done. I'm good. Thank you. I don't want to go and sit in the living room and then open up the same website that I work for, you know, every single day of the year, right? I want to be kind of checked out. And so I go sit on the couch. It's like, okay, let's, let's watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Th- that is fair enough, actually. That does make sense. Whereas yeah. YouTube for me is, I'm more of the day to day. I'm more of the consumer yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. You're more of the producer side. So that's probably yeah. why I'm like, okay, I need to go on YouTube again. Da-da-da. Yeah, right. If, I, if I open like... YouTube on my TV, I'm like seeing recommendations for the gaming videos and thinking, oh, should I make that kind of thumbnail? Should I incorporate mm. this kind of design? You know, that title's interesting. Oh, look how, how they've, you know, done this or whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't mm-hmm. need to be to be doing any of that, right? Like, yes. I, I'll watch a YouTube video or a, a, a Netflix show or whatever where I don't have to, you know, I'm not competing with The Office, you know? Exactly, <laughs> like, that's not yes. my That's not my area of expertise, so that's that's fine. The, the brain is not getting uh, as activated when you, for, for all of the analytical things, I guess, right? No. Uh, which is, yeah, which is, which is very fair enough. So we are 33 minutes <laughs> into this podcast, <laughs> Isaac. So it's never a better time for me to ask you. <laughs> Isaac, yeah, what Heineck. have you been up to? Oh, Nick, I thought you'd never <laughs> ask. <laughs> so... Um, I've been listening to audiobooks on Spotify. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> a few weeks ago, man, you came on the podcast and you mentioned that you had been X-throwing at a bar in the UK. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at the time I Googled it and it turns out there's one in Leeds, which is somewhat close to me. You went to the one in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the other night, my girlfriend and I went out, Nick, and we went to this, it's called Boom Battle Bar. We went to the one in Leeds. And as we mentioned before, it says on the Leeds website that they have augmented augmented reality axe throwing right and so we were kind of debating my initial thought process that was that you wouldn't throw real axes or that some kind of i didn't know how it would work turns out you do throw real axes what they mean by augmented reality is they've got a projector that projects down onto this hay bale that you're throwing the axes at and then they have like games or different games that relate Mm. to i don't know how yours work did you just throw yours at like a like a, a statics image or like what's the so i've been to two both were boom battle bars uh i've been to i actually haven't been to the birmingham one i've been to oh. one in uh liverpool and that one was throw axe at the board and we note down our scores on a whiteboard that was in the lane uh i've also been to one in southampton 
And that one was projector on the board. And like, so effectively it was a wooden board. The projector was projecting the dartboard, shall we say, or axe board. Yeah. And the, the scoring regions changed each round. Yes. Yes. So where you the same get, for me. you know, max yeah. points changes each round. Yeah. So was that? So I was I started with that one, and there was like a couple of different games you could play. One where it just like throws a bunch of zombie heads, and you got to throw it, and you hit zombie heads in that one. You know? Ah, but like, we so didn't have that. I don't know how it worked for you, but like, there's a projector, and there's a person yeah. who's there, kind of supervising the event, right next to mm-hmm. Arlene. But like, <laughs> she's just got a mouse and keyboard, and it's the thing wherever you throw the axe and it hits somewhere, and you see her mouse just click, and she types in six, and she types in the number yeah, that you hit. Like it's not yeah. actually like any kind of sophisticated no, system it's just no. a project like calling it augmented reality is is yeah. really stretching the limits of how we're using that term right it's just a projector and then you know whenever yeah. i'd throw the axe if i'd hit a zombie she'd go and click or if i got close she'd kind of go and just like click and she was very generous with the with the throwing nice um, it's difficult throwing an axe into a hay bale you you kind of initially think that you want to i found that the the side throw was much more uh, doable than the overhead throw, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the two-handed kind of like overhead, you know, yeet. But mm-hmm. um, initially, you think kind of just throw it as, as hard as you can. But it spins way too much and bounces off, right? So I feel like you've got to do it slower and more kind of in a more forceful and like deliberate way to get it to actually, you know, hit into the, what is a hair bell with the projector over the front of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you think initially, <laughs> right... Yeah. It's all about accuracy, right? Mm-hmm. Usually the accuracy is pretty good. Yep. But the element that is incorporated into this that isn't in darts is that this axe is rotating and thus you have to get it perfectly so that the axe head is at its is upright and facing yep. the board when it hits it, right? Because you can be as accurate as you want, but if the axe is facing the wrong way, it will just yep. bounce off. The, yep. the scoring board. So many times I'd hit, like, right in the red zone, it just bounced right off and not yeah. even hit it at all. But, um, but yeah, so I can... You said you've been twice, Nick. Nick and um, mm-hmm. I can tell you that the experience I had at the one in Leeds was not what you experienced. I was not given a band. There were no... Oh, okay. <laughs> um, in terms of, like, you mentioned having a band being like, don't serve alcohol. Yes. We went out for a meal beforehand, and mm-hmm. I purposefully didn't get a drink. Neither did my girlfriend. We're like, okay, we're going to go back storing, you know. Um... That's what I do it. We get there. Yeah. No restrictions in terms of not buying a drink. In fact, there were two lanes. The lane next to us, they were actively drinking, and one <laughs> man was. So there were there was a person. There were two like t- t- staff. Um, it was it was like it seemed like they didn't know like how to run any of it because I kind of walked in and like the front there was like a front desk and it was upstairs. The front desk empty, so we went upstairs, and mm-hmm. then we had to go to like a booth where they you know you got told them what you were doing. And I was like, hey, okay, we're, we're here for, we're booked for axe throwing at 10 p.m. or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, just go wait by the thing and somebody with you. Like 20 minutes later, you know, we'd only booked in for half an hour of axe throwing. 20 minutes later, someone, the, the same lady who did, told us to go wait, she comes around and is the person who uh, who kind of waits for us. But, you know, the, the, the aisle next to us had like four people in it, all of whom were drinking, two guys drinking beers, two women drinking cocktails. One guy definitely had too much to drink. He was like, <laughs> when they when you start, they're like, hey, Throw it either like this with like a right angle on your arm like that or throw it overhead, you know, with, with the two hands on on the X. This guy, he was going for it. He was like leaning down and belting it oh. as hard as he could at the thing. Like he was he was a little a little tipsy, you know. He was he should probably mm-hmm. not have been throwing Xs. Thankfully, we were in like this big metal cage and there's like a thing between the two lanes. So I wasn't worried yeah. about getting attacked by an X. But like our woman is... It's like, hey, only one person in the cage at any given time, you know, listed all the rules. We look over on their side. One of the women's about to throw it. The dude fuck, bloody runs in, like walks in behind her and like grabs her arm and is like, no, no. And like th- then tries to help her throw it. And I'm like, what, what is going on? The dude next to us does hell. not give a, a flying F about what is happening here. I'm like, <laughs> oofed. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it was, um, I don't want to, I don't want to snitch on the Boom Battle Bar and Leeds, but their, um, <laughs> their, their approach to, to axe throwing and alcohol consumption was, was quite lax. Um, that is really interesting. It's, it's not as dangerous as it sounds. It's a pretty undangerous, I would say it's only mildly more dangerous than darts, 
right? Yeah, in it the, depends because small axes you had, I assume, they're like Stanley, yeah, like tiny, little, of, tiny yeah, little axes, yeah, small yeah, axes, not that axes, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but like, obviously, you can at, at most pubs in the UK, you can drink as much as you want and play darts, right? There's not usually yes. like a limitation on, on darts playing, um, and you can do quite a bit of damage with, with a dart to somebody. These axes were pretty blunt, you're probably picturing like razor sharp axes. I could probably have run this along my arm and it wouldn't have drawn blood. Right? Yeah, like they're very yeah. blunt axes. And so obviously if you th- if you belt it at someone's head, it's gonna deal damage. But I um <laughs> but like for the most part it's not super dangerous. But even still I was I was quite surprised. Yeah, but, it's quite um, surprising actually. Yeah, because I thought that would be like a, a from, you know, a, a location wide thing, right? Where they're like, Judas, okay, you need to do it's this. It's said this, on the this, website this, like we had to sign a waiver before we could do okay, it yeah. online. And uh, and it does say online, it's like, th- oh, so my girlfriend was annoyed because they listed a whole set of things. They're like, ladies must be able to tie their hair back. No heels. They had like a whole list of rules. We get there. Obviously, the ladies next to us drinking cocktails. Heels as high as they want. Hair yeah. down. My girlfriend sat here, stood there wearing flat shoes to a night out. And she's got like a bubble ready to tie her hair back and just didn't need it. None of it yeah. was required. No. They didn't care about any of it. You could drink what you want. You could wear the heels. You could have your hair down. Like they just did not care at all, <laughs> which I was very surprised at. But it was fun. Uh, you know, we did that half an hour. Fun. And then we did, um, we kind of did like a couple of the other activities they did. They had the same deal, but with darts. So they had augmented reality darts that we also played where you've got like a screen. This one was better i think because one it wasn't supervised which is always kind of awkward especially when there was just two it of is. us you know yeah. for me it was just me yeah. and my girlfriend so when i woke up it's just my girlfriend and this random w- woman stood there while i throw axes and then it swaps around it's just me and this random woman stood there while she throws axes but um with the darts you had like a screen and with the darts they could it was augmented reality but the projector in this scenario could detect where you hit the dartboard like it wasn't a real dartboard it was just a foam board with the dartboard projected on it but or like a chalkboard, whatever it is. But this time, when you threw the darts, the computer was like, oh yeah, that's a 20, or that's a triple 20, or whatever, and, and it actually registered it. And I was like, is this not possible with the X throwing? Is that, like, technology that's too advanced for this world? But that was good fun. And then they also had a crazier or craziest golf, is what they also had. It was like a mini golf oh, thing with, okay. I think, like eight holes. And, like, it starts out as a regular kind of mini golf vibe, right, where you just got, like, a hole and you hit a thing. But then it gets kind of wackier and wackier as you go. And eventually you're putting like golf balls into slingshots. You've got to pull it back and kind of fire it at a hole. And then there's like, a, oh. they, had, they had multiple different things with like just wacky ways of playing golf. At least half of them didn't involve using the stick at all. You were just kind of <laughs> doing all kinds of other stuff with your golf ball. And then, uh, you know, marking your score down and whatnot. But uh, it's, it's a fun evening. It's good. It's just, um, it is. you know, <laughs> be careful around the X throwers because, you know, yeah, they're, uh, they're a little in, tipsy. In the Leeds location. <laughs> that, is, that is fantastic. I, uh, I assume you've never been to a flight club then. I have not. Flight club, if you liked the darts at Boom Battle Bar, uh, you will really like flight club. Flight club is awesome. Um, I'm not sure if they've got one in Leeds. I would assume they do because they've got them in quite a few locations in the country. Um so Flight Club is augmented reality darts, but it's with an actual dart board oh. and and actual darts, and it does track your shots perfectly. And mm. then there's a big TV screen, almost like a bowling alley, and the oh, TV screen yeah. has all of the mini games. Um, and they're like really, really polished, well thought out mini games. And you can score differently. You can have different teams of people. You can even order drinks. Like you can push a thing on the screen where you choose the mini games, and like someone will come to you to take drinks yeah. um and like you said about darts at boom battle bar you you are allowed to very much to drink do it yourself on yeah, the, yeah, drink, on, yeah. on on the lanes there's a special name that they have for darts lanes i forgot the name they use but it's something quite rogue uh that's like darts terminology i think it's like it starts with an e it's like a a a, a o-c-h-e an oosh oosh, uh, oosh. That's yeah o-c-h-e it. or oosh I think. Well, yeah. Google, <laughs> the Google pronunciation man said Oki, which Oh, maybe it's maybe it's that then. If, I don't know. If that... it, Google's program correctly, <laughs> which I assume maybe not. It's just like trying to read the letters. It says the line behind which dart players stand when throwing, and they said Oki. I don't know if that's right or not, but um But you know, the uh, the, the, the the augmented reality darts at uh, at Boom Battle Bar not not particularly good at detecting your throw i would okay. say about one in three dart throws it just so if you miss the board 
you had to click miss on the screen. There's like a button that you press oh, miss. Oh, okay. So if you miss, like, the, so the, the virtual, it's weird though, because the projector projected onto this big rectangle, right? Wider than the dartboard itself. But it could only detect within the circle of the dartboard. But even if you hit on the dartboard, about one in three times, just wouldn't register it. Like you'd, throw right. it, you'd hit like 18 and it would just like not show up. And you'd have to I click see. miss to get it to, to skip and you just wouldn't get the points for it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, interesting. I wonder, they, um, I wonder if, go on. They also had like, they also had the thing, also, they, they had the thing where they had the QR codes on the table, like a little thing next to the each lane. And it was like, scan here to order drinks or whatever. You order drinks, doesn't work. Just didn't work at all. Uh, <laughs> so, right. That's so why you had to okay. leave to go and get drinks. Like, it's just, you know, <laughs> it was it's a level funny of polish. Thing. It right? was a fun evening, but the whole, c- considering how much you pay for each of these activities, which is not a sing- insignificant amount of money, mm-hmm. each one was like a little bit, you know, you could do with some work. You know what I mean? Yeah. The darts could do with yeah. being more um, responsive in terms of the scores that you get. The The service could have been a bit better. And then like the whole axe throwing system, just get your rules straight. You know what I mean? Just like, l- as long as I know ahead of time, like I get it in that like, they're probably just doing it to cover their butts legally, right? Of like we course. told you you couldn't wear heels. And so if you get in an accident while wearing heels, that's your fault, not our fault, right? But like, I don't know. It's annoying when you go following their rules and then that you turn out you don't have to follow the rules, right? Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. I do wonder, I know Flight Club is global. I wonder if they, there is maybe they just had more budget. Oh, mm. very nice. I would recommend it. Um, I wonder if they have more budget. It looks like a nice I wonder place. if they have, I wonder if they've got <laughs> patents you know, right. on some of these technologies. That's where, uh, that could potentially be the uh, one of the reasons why they, they might have it done so well. Or, but it also looks like they're got, specialising in darts I was well. going to say, they've got more focus, right, in terms of yes. what, they're, what they're working on. Whereas, exactly. like, the, the Boom Battle Bar I went to, it, it was very busy. Seemingly the only reason it was busy is that there was a Logan Paul fight on that was being oh, projected yes. on the screen. Okay, this was on had, uh, Saturday night. <laughs> I right, had no yeah. idea that this fight was taking place, yeah, but I get there yeah. and like West in a corner playing darts on this aisle, and I hear people screaming like dudes. We're like Way! in the in the middle of the thing, and then yeah. initially there's music, and then it switches, and I look over, and they've just got the boxing match on like a giant projector, right? And it's like Log- uh, yeah, it's Logan Paul, right? Not Jake, but yeah, it's yeah, Logan Paul it was it was Logan Paul somebody. and Dylan Dennis, yeah, and then KSI was, uh, and somebody as well. He, I yes, saw, I forgot, uh, yeah. forgot who KSI was fighting. I, but, I assume uh, that yeah. Logan Paul won. It looked like he won based on the yeah. <laughs> based on the way uh, that yeah, he did. It, it ended saw. with a uh, a ring invasion from all of security uh, <laughs> because the guy that Logan Paul was fighting put him in a headlock. In right. the last round, and then basically tried to start attacking him in a non-boxing fashion. <laughs> All of security then came in, and then he started trying to box security. Uh, so I think he got disqualified. Um, there's a whole thing behind it. People think that it was staged to an extent. It, it sounds like it must have been. Like, right, with these things. Because yeah. um, I'd seen, like, um, it, it's not something I follow, but and I, I didn't really watch what was going on. I just kind of... I, I, I saw it was on, and then like mm-hmm. 50 minutes later, I saw that Logan was giving a speech, which looked like he, to me, it looked like yeah, a victory, victory speech, speech, and I'm like, okay, yeah. sure. And that prior to that, I'd seen something on Twitter, right? Because Twitter defaults to like the For You page now, as opposed to the following page, which I dislike tremendously. But mm-hmm. like, I, th- I saw one of the tweets was like Logan quote tweeting like the person he was against or something. And like, I, I don't know, it, it seems staged, which is not a bad thing necessarily, right? Like I think no, people- no probably prefer the stage content right it's like um professional wrestling right where it's just like people care more about the story and the intrigue and the drama and the whole thing rather than like right exactly right rather than you know it's rather than like who's competitively just the best right it's not like the olympics where it's like who gets the best time to the nearest millisecond it's you know it's more about the the people involved yeah yeah there's there's been a lot of articles i've seen online about how that is potentially hurting boxing because the actual boxing matches are getting so much lower viewership. They call it misfits boxing, I think, and YouTuber boxing, where it's more of the the the, the hyped up stuff. Um, what I found really funny, I didn't watch the fight live, um, but because most people I knew were talking about it, I watched the highlights the next day. I found it so funny when um, one of the two fighters would do something seemingly just really stupid or 
that made no sense. And the commentators would be like, wow, he's employing a d- defensive strategy here. It's really clever because he's he wants to tire Logan out. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's genius. Some would argue it's genius. And this guy was just like <laughs> covering his face the whole, <laughs> the whole match. And I was like, this is this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the, way they're, um, yeah. the way they're commenting on that. Yeah, no, it was it was it was very funny. Um, yeah. To bring us back to the um, the the flight club and boom battle bar topic, have you noticed this explosion in sport themed bars recently? So elaborate. We've we've got flight club, which is a darts and a bar right? Mm-hmm. Boom Battle Bar, which has axe throwing and is a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, lane 7, bowling and a bar. Not as much as sport in the traditional sense, but Plus still I people feel like, competitive bowling. I feel like almost all bowling alleys are also bars usually, right? Yes, also true to be fair. Um, there is uh, mini golf bars. That's, that's exploded as well. But I have noticed uh, in the last few years, cricket cricket nets so there's a bar chain called sixes which is cricket nets and also a bar and now i've seen building uh in birmingham a football bar which is some kind of gamified football version of a bar which is not just a sports bar where you watch football it's actually there's activities of football involved so i was gonna say like like, wow the uh in, in leeds there there was um three Roxies, like three of them in Leeds Centre yes. alone. Yeah, and then they built, yeah, yeah. They, built, they built a fourth one and closed down one of the initial three. And they've got like um, ice curling in one of those now, like a big old curling yeah, lane as well. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense because I think people don't have to have stuff to do that's not just drinking, right? Mm-hmm, like you can go mm-hmm. to a pub, I guess, if you just want to sit and drink. Or you could even just go to the supermarket and then come home, right? If you just want to sit and drink with yeah, your friends, true. right? Yeah, yeah. You need like a reason to go out and, and drink. Um and I think that those activities make it more worthwhile. I think there's also kind of this um, situation where the high street is f- f- foobard, you know? Shops are closing down on the high street, left, right, and center, right? And so there's, I think there's just a lot of space, like retail space, that used to be for these giant stores, right? There's so many things that closed down recently, right? Like House of Fraser is gone, you know? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, the BHS. You know, there's some, all these stores that used to be giant department stores and so there's yeah. space and in this giant amount of space you can now fit bowling alleys you can fit axe throwing lanes you can fit a giant bar you know with with space for a projector and, and seating and stuff and i th- imagine it's cheaper because n- no clothing store is going to no go compete against it. amazon or next you know like they're not gonna try and and a primark right like no one's gonna try and open up a giant store like that that charges more and so i think there's just this coalition of like people wanting stuff to do and mm-hmm. there being a lot of retail space that's probably cheaper than it used to be because of the fact that nobody goes into the high street to uh, to, to buy, you know, physical goods anymore. They go to buy services, right? Like yeah, Story yeah, and like yeah. the cinema and, and stuff like that, right? And funnily enough, it was a closed down Debenhams that is being yeah. reconstructed into the football bar, yeah, which is I walked past it the other day. And I was like, <laughs> it was all boarded up and it was like, we're... Uh, doing this football thing and then uh we had a, a flagship john and lewis john lewis which was in a train station right and the train station was built around the john lewis <laughs> and the mayor the old not the mayor of birmingham yeah no the old mayor of birmingham he was the ex um i want to say ceo of john lewis or he oh. was like the the director but it's closed down. The John Lewis has closed down. They've closed it down. And so there was a gaping hole in the train station, in the biggest retail space in the train station. And they're turning it into co-working spaces. The whole thing is being turned into co-working spaces. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, there you go. This is a big change up, isn't there, of um, yeah. of, of what things being used for. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to turn it into apartments first, which was yeah, weird right. because I don't know how many people want to live in the train station, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, guess, uh, I know it's convenient, would, you know. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, but uh, it's it was a little bit weird. It's the same here. They've just torn down like a giant, like four-story house of Fraser, and like um, in its place, they're doing like a the standard. You know, there's like a cinema and restaurant spots and like fast mm-hmm. food places, and you know, and then I guess that you know, it's just kind of how it is, right? Yeah, yeah. There's exactly. you know, there's not enough <laughs> demand for the for the physical goods, you know. Uh, 
depending on where you go, like big cities are not quite as bad, right? Like you can walk through, you know, Manchester, Leeds. I've, I've not been to Birmingham in, in, in ever, but I so it's the same way. You can walk through and there's still like a lot of foot traffic. There's a lot of people there for... Absolutely. Because they're, they're not just reliant on debitums, right? There's like a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, financial work and, and like kind of white collar office yes. work. Whereas... Uh, the town that I live in is is not that right. There, there's no, there's very little in the ter- in the sense of white collar work, and so you walk through the town and it is just barren. It is mm-hmm. actually barren. There's so many shops that are just to let, to let, to let, and they're all yeah. too small to do anything other than like a a butcher or like a small clothing outlet. But there's just no demand for it. There's just no demand yeah. for it, and it is just it is just barren. There's nothing there, and so all they just keep doing is tearing stuff down and building new student accommodation. That's all. They're yeah, just that's another built. one. Oh There's just God, so the much student accommodation. Student accommodation is absolutely ridiculous. It's yeah, no, it is really interesting because I um, second Wolverhampton city centre, mm. and that is very much dying uh, yeah. in terms of its retail space. And it's always I, I barely go to the town there anymore because it's just everything is shut, everything is too late, everything is boarded up, and it's it's pretty dire. To yep. be honest, it is unfortunate, but it is is just the way the way that things are progressing. I don't know if you've noticed, but what I've another observation I've made on the high street is that everyone is becoming a vape store as well. Yeah, so there's a Xiaomi <laughs> store in Birmingham, right? A branded <laughs> Xiaomi store that sells Xiaomi products, but on the front of the store is not phones; it's a wall of disposable vapes it's crazy yeah Just everyone everyone is yeah. uh is selling them they're like we, we are a, a, a bakery but we also sell vapes <laughs> i don't, I don't a... get it i don't get it like i walk through my town center and there is so many vape stores there cannot be this many people who vape right like i get that there are a lot of people who vape but like there are so many independent stores i do not understand it like I feel like more people used to smoke when I was a child. Like, at least I knew more people who smoked than I know that vape now. And there were never, like, dedicated stores to cigarettes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they would sell cigarettes at, like, every corner shop that you went to. But they were never, like, you wouldn't walk through town and see, like, multiple giant cigarette-only stores, right? And and I just, I don't understand what, where the market is for all the, the independent vapories. I, uh... I think maybe it's just observations because, from my observations, everybody vapes now. Really, which is, I think it's a, I think it's a problem as well. There's a there's a big it's becoming quite a, quite a big issue both for people's health and the environment because of all of these disposable the single use devices. Ones, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I maybe, uh, maybe have, my uh, my my circle has just changed. Yeah, you know, yeah. But. I um, it's 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 not. It, well, to be fair, like I do knew did know a few people who used to who don't anymore. Um, the thing that gets me though is like the, the 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 explosion in vaping is is mostly I assume driven by young people, right? Yes, I think there are absolutely because for a time the whole like um, shtick of vaping was like it's better for you than smoking, right? And so the mm-hmm. idea was that if you are a smoker and you're like older, you know, 40, 50, 60, you should switch to vaping because it's better for you than smoking. There's no like tar in a vape, right? It's just kind mm-hmm. of like the nicotine, which nicotine is bad for you if you consume it enough anyway. But still, you know. It's supposed to be better than cigarettes. And so there was a time where I saw, you know, 50-year-olds switch to vaping. And I'm amazed that they've managed to to pivot this marketing to, to teenagers again. Because in my mind, yeah. if you see your parents or your parents' parents vaping, you're going to be like, ah, that's not for me. You know what I mean? But apparently that's not the case. You know, apparently it's been, I guess I, I underestimate how addictive nicotine is. Yeah, but- honestly, yeah. Um, I've tried it. Um, two things. It hits your head. Like, I've not really tried cigarettes that much, but I tried it the odd time. Hits your head way harder, and it's way easier to do it inside. I think that's one of the main things. Yeah, that's true. People just do yeah. it inside Again, there were the people time. doing it at the Boom Battle Bar. You can just see them vaping, right? Like, you know, yeah. it's illegal to, but they, they do yes, it all the time, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Because people are like, like inside complain. your own home as well. It's just yeah. easier to do that inside. You're not going to make yeah. everything stink of smoke. Yeah. Um, like, and it's too the thing I was I the thing I was getting at though is that like if it's young people driving this boom, are they not ordering them online? Are people st- are people just buying them in store? I think and if so. Uh, yeah, I know at my local I supermarket think... there's like a wall of them. Are people not buying them at like the corner shop or the supermarket? Are they going to these dedicated vape stores to buy these vapes? Like I just don't I don't get it. Again, from what I've observed, the dedicated little vape shops 
and the phone shops and stuff that's selling them as, as well sell them for the cheapest really weirdly yeah sell them for the cheapest there are this is the odd corner store where if it's the only corner store in the entire area they'll yeah. hike the price up but those those shops tend to be the cheapest i see so many people going in i think also alcohol creates a um like consuming alcohol creates like a uh a desire to do it right mm. so i think a lot of people uh, will be like oh i'm not gonna buy anything right i'm not gonna vape da, 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 da. two drinks in and like, then they okay, want to impulsively buy some. Shop. Yeah, yeah so i think i was i guess also, in my head uh, i'm thinking of like if i was an addict i'd just make sure i had some right I would just like yeah. order it in bulk online. And this is not advice, by the way. I no, don't, please you know, don't do this. <laughs> don't smoke, don't vape, you know, don't drink. But um, if um, I would just like go online, buy the cheap bulk stuff and then have my one month supply, because I assume they don't go bad, right? And then just slowly, you know, tap into them. Yeah. And then buy another I think, batch. I think those people then pivot to getting the non-disposable ones. Yeah. And I guess that is done online slash they'd go to their local local vape shop yeah. um and 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 get that. Maybe it's the it's the 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 instant need for one or instant want that, for one, right? Also, yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm just I'm just not the demographic. I don't I don't understand. Because like in my opinion, I'd be like is it not cheaper to buy the refillable stuff? Like as opposed it to buying be. a disposable one yeah, every time? Like hundred percent it would be. But I, I guess think. you're right, there could be this like sense of like they, they don't want to keep doing it, but they do keep yeah, doing it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's where they're... Like, I'm going to stop any day now, and they just don't. You know, you keep buying disposable ones. Yeah. This sounds like they're going to legislate on it by the looks of it. It you know. does. It does. Which I think is good. Um, yeah, I think so. Like, I think for the environment it, 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 more it, as well. Just everything. Like, the fact that you walk... I walk into the supermarket, and like maybe like a year or two ago, they put in this like giant display at the front of the supermarket that is for vaping. And it's just so vibrant. It's full of colors. Mm, There's so many flavors mm-hmm. to choose from. I, yeah. I hate it, but I'm like, I feel like that's probably not how it should be. Don't get it's me wrong. I guess that's, that's, that's how alcohol is though, right? As well. Alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, is now full of, you know, bright colors and bright labels and like, you know, pre-mixed everything. And yeah, like, I don't it's know. It catches like, the eye of the young people. You know, it sounds like they're going to, they're going to move towards either limiting the flavors Right to like menthol and unflavored, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or the I think the, the probably more likely option is that they'll just like um put laws on the packaging where they have to put those you know pictures of like you know dying children or something on the front yes, that, yeah, that make you less likely to buy them. Exactly. But I mean, to be fair, is there is there not a <laughs> I don't know if there's not a similar argument to be made for doing the same with alcohol. You know, I think there is. I think it's kind of so well known that alcohol is the most impactful drug yeah. on humans generally for everything um, and also for health outcomes as too, well like for the uk too, yes yeah. absolutely absolutely like i think um, i think i think smoking just, is still the biggest killer like actual old school smoking but just so few yeah. people do it now and then exactly. followed by you know alcohol the second like, exactly just, yeah i guess it's just so ingrained right people exactly just, people it's, are gonna fight too, tooth and nail against it it's too it's too ingrained in culture it's just too ingrained in culture it would be impossible to for a government to legit it's like uh, in the 1930s or 20s or whenever it was when america went through um prohibition what right. was the that's it prohibition and it it just meant that people were just cooking up moonshine right that was <laughs> ended up being much worse well, for them i wouldn't say like make it illegal but i'm just surprised that like you're already not allowed to advertise alcohol right like there's no um, yes you know, I, like I think so advertise past, that, I think past a certain with. time on tv as well and stuff like yeah that. i don't know what the law is on that um because i guess you do see it sometimes but you definitely don't have to advertise cigarettes i think ever right i think cigarettes are just like yes. you can't there are no adverts for them anywhere um but I'm, I'm just surprised that there's not been a push like with uh cigarettes like with vaping to uh to put those warning labels on on alcohol right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be yeah. a bit cynical i think it's because the government does things that people who vote for them want, and the people who vote for them are 75-year-olds who, you know, who vote. Like, young people don't vote. Exactly. And um, old people also drink, but old people yeah, don't yeah, vape, yeah. right? And so I yeah. think people, you know, it's, it's easy for the, the old people to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's the vaping that's a the problem. There's nothing wrong with my drinking. It's the, the these disposable vapes that are bad. And so the government's like, yeah, we should work on disposable vapes. And then whenever anyone brings up, like, you know, alcohol's kind of bad, everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what, what happened to, to freedom, guys? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess um, we'll see how that goes. But no, it's um, it's wild, man. It's, uh, it's, I don't know how we got onto it Bear is. Um, at all. Pa- yeah, I said I don't know how yeah. we got onto vaping <laughs> at all. Oh no, uh, shops, shops have become vape stores. Oh yeah, shops you were talking become about there being nothing yeah, in the, yeah. <laughs> on the high street. Yeah, no, that uh, that is true. I there was just so many vape stores, and uh, and I, I don't get it. No, no, it's mental. <laughs> vapes, it's just vapes and, and fast food outlets. That's it. That's all there is. Exactly, you know? exactly. There is a <laughs> rise in independent fast food outlets as well that I've yeah. seen as well, like mm-hmm. regional ones, which oh. is always quite funny. Yeah, no, there's there's so many. So many takeaways that just sell the same thing. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, again, you walk through the town center where I am, and the number of places that all are just kind of generic takeaways that sell burgers, kebabs, pizza, yeah, donna, yeah. curries. Like, and they, they're not good at any of them. Like, they don't no. make particularly good versions of any one of those no. things. Chicken nuggets. But they sell all of them. And, I'm, yeah. and every single one sells the same, you know, frozen generic beef burger. Stuff. You know, yeah. they all sell a generic pizza. And it's just like, I'm like, what? What's what going, going on? on here? What is going on? <laughs> it's like we're living in a simulation, and you just walk past exactly. and they're all, they're all selling the same stuff again and again and again. You know? Yeah. I, I don't get yeah. It. Yeah. Anyway, I don't understand that either. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode of Nick and Isaac rant about the world. Thank you for listening. If you would uh, like to listen to more, you can go ahead and uh, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, also known now as YouTube Music, is that where the Google mm, Podcasts are? I think. Yes. 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 Um, Spotify so. as well we are on Spotify you can rate us there as well if you'd like five stars would be appreciated and you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash Nick and Isaac is uh, where we post the podcast as well as some of our other content if you're into that kind of thing for now though thank you for listening have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll talk to your ears next time goodbye everybody goodbye